This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your hormone levels? With Let's Get Checked, you could do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in just five days. Did you know that hormone imbalance symptoms can range from feeling tired all the time to insomnia, breast tenderness, and changes in blood pressure? Female hormone function is important for a number of different functions. Polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS, ovarian failure, low ovarian reserve, early menopause, menopause, thyroid issues, and ovulation function. And some of the main symptoms of thyroid imbalance include weight gain, fatigue or feeling tired all the time, mood changes, skin rashes, and headaches. So, how does the process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. All you have to do is self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger and mail the sample back to their accredited laboratories in a prepaid label. You will also receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team, who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with a 30% off discount code, MORNING30. So if you want to find out what's going on with your body, visit Let's Get Checked and order your test today. It's good to know. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, they found the we have a, a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. What would you do if you saw a situation where you thought someone was in need of help? Would you call the police, interfere, or just mind your business and carry on with your day? On July 25th, 2006, a number of people saw an 18-year-old girl in a compromising situation. And for whatever reason, no one did or said anything to help her. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Jennifer Moore was just 18 years old when she went out for a night out with a friend of hers in New York City on July 25, 2006. The girls, wanting to celebrate their recent high school graduation and the prospect of going off to college, grabbed their fake IDs and headed to a nightclub called Guest House located in the Chelsea District. Jennifer's friend parked her car in an unauthorized area, and when the girls took a break from dancing to move it, they found that the car had already been towed to an impound lot. The girls went out to the lot, and the attendants, noticing how drunk they were, refused to surrender the car. Jennifer's friend then drunkenly collapsed, and an ambulance was called to come pick her up. Jennifer, not wanting to get in trouble, snuck away unnoticed. When her friend finally awoke in the St. Vincent's Hospital, she tried to call Jennifer to see where she was. There was no answer. The last person to hear from Jennifer Moore was her boyfriend, who got a frantic call around 4 a.m. telling him, quote, There's a guy following me. He offered me drugs. He won't leave me alone. Jennifer's friends and family, believing the girl to be missing, appealed to the public for help locating the young girl while investigators scoured the west side. Missing persons flyers littered the streets, complete with a description of what she had been wearing that night. A white miniskirt and a black halter top. Then came a break. Law enforcement officials were able to use Jennifer's cell phone records to track her last movements. This brought them to the Weehawken Motel, which thankfully had a surveillance video. 
There, on the tape, police saw a man enter the hotel with Jennifer Moore slumped over his arm, almost as if he was helping her. She was very obviously inebriated in some way and could barely walk on her own. The cell phone records showed that Jennifer's phone, being used by the man who was with her, called a woman to ask for a cab fare. This woman gave police the name of the man who was the last person to be seen with Jennifer Moore, 35-year-old Draymond Coleman. So why was this man, a man who had a criminal history which included drug deals and two counts of assault, alone with an 18-year-old girl in a motel room? Well, police had the same question and brought Draymond in for questioning just a few days after Jennifer went missing. After interrogating him, Draymond led New Jersey police to a dumpster in West New York. Inside was the mutilated body of Jennifer Moore. She had been beaten, raped, and strangled before Draymond stuffed her into a duffel bag and brought her to the dumpster. He cut all of her fingernails and cleaned her body with alcohol before abandoning her there. Draymond Coleman was charged with Jennifer's murder, and a 20-year-old escort from New Jersey, Crystal Riordan, was brought in for tampering with evidence. Draymond was both her boyfriend and her pimp, and the motel where the crime took place was her preferred place to take John's. Police believe that she was his accomplice and charged her with felony murder. Draymond Coleman appeared in the state superior court and stared down Jennifer's family the entire time. In March of 2010, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 50 years in prison. Two months later, Crystal Riordan pleaded guilty to her own role in the kidnapping and murder of Jennifer Moore and received 30 years in prison. Jennifer Moore's death was heartbreaking on a number of levels. The obvious was the loss of life for such a young girl, one who was prepared to study nursing in a college and save the lives of strangers. The other was the public and government officials' opinions that, given what the girl was wearing and where she was, that she was asking for what happened to her. That she was to blame for the horrible things that happened to her simply because she was drunk and wearing, quote, provocative clothing. But perhaps the saddest fact from her death was this. On at least four occasions the night she was murdered, she had encounters with people who could have intervened and saved her life. There were the bartenders and bouncers who allowed the underage girls to drink, the employees at the impound lot who let her sneak away, the taxi driver who took both Jennifer and Draymond across the river to the motel and never questioned her state of mind or her age, the motel desk clerk and the patrons they passed who saw the slumped over girl being led away into a hotel room. None intervened and Jennifer was made to pay the consequences for poor teenage judgment and a society that says, not my problem. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.